Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow, wow. Wow, wow. Where do we even start with this game? We have to start here in this video. Cowboys v. the Tigers. And obviously, <clears throat> being a, a Cowboys fan, this is a, a very interesting game and an interesting finish there. Overall, let's just say Cowboys didn't even deserve to win it the entire game. It wasn't just that, that last play. They weren't good enough. They had a good 15-minute stretch, 20-minute stretch maybe in that game. But Tigers were the better team and deserved to win for a starter. And let's talk about that last play. I know that a lot of people have discussed it, have spoken about it, and it was completely wrong. It's, there's no way about it. And in my you know, unbiased opinion, we have to on, on this channel to, to you know, be credible, that's for sure. Um, that shouldn't have been even a call. The saddest thing about it all was it was obviously Kapoa there that changed his line, but was just doing what he would normally do, running towards the ball. You know, if you get in the way of a, of a attacking player, even better. Um, Felt just ran into him. He was running towards the ball, obviously. But it was like, well, if I can, yeah, if he gets in my way, crash play, maybe they call it, maybe they don't. But yeah, he wasn't going to get to that ball anyway. So they just kicked it too far. It was, it was a stuff up on on the on the Cowboys play anyway. So my my saddest thing in all this is that Kapoa, you know, after Holmes he kicked that goal, he's distraught there. Like, yeah, it's one of his what top three, four, five games in the NRL, and now he has to deal with that. And I hope that. The rest of his team is sitting there and telling him that it wasn't his fault because it wasn't. Like he does a normal play that never gets called. Sometimes they stuff it up. I get it, but majority of time it's because old mates looked over and, and and worked out where the player is, and then changed direction slightly or just ran in that same direction that he did. But he didn't even look back at all. And if you watch it in fast motion, it, it's just a, it's such a bang bang play where you know, he is running at the angle, obviously, and that's why they've called it. But the angle was also, because he's on the sideline, he's running, he doesn't know where the, exactly where the ball is. It's obviously a quick kickoff. And he goes, oh, it's more infield. So I've, he's gone in at that angle now, in and then directly towards the ball and ends up copying that. So really just sorry to see that on his part. And obviously for the Tigers, who have had a rough goal, but they've got a new coach. It would have been a nice first win, for example. And, and for the guys that tried their hard out, you look 
you look here at someone like Dane Laurie, he had an absolute whale of a game. He was incredible. And this is some of the, yeah, I don't even think we've seen him play this good a game. He has had some awesome games across his career, uh, obviously this being second year. Um, but he had such a good game, and a lot of their other players did. Like Brooks, he had an absolute cracker as well, and, and a few of the others really working hard through the middle, and, and they, they get that. So very sorry to, to see that and, and hear that from the Tigers. Obviously, as a Cowboys fan, it's like, well, yeah, we get another win, but we're also second. Yeah, we're going to be in that somewhere in that top four, you'd say, anyway. So it's not like it it shouldn't bear too much on our, on our fortunes yeah, either way. Like, if we're good enough, we'll be in the top four. If we're not... We weren't, so we weren't good. We weren't good enough yesterday. Didn't deserve that win. So very sorry to the Tigers fans. Um, but let's move on to what we're here for—the actual fantasy content. And we spoke about Laurie. Just a ninety-eight it was incredible. Four try savers. He's got only twelve tackle breaks, one hundred and eighty meters, three turnover tackles. He was awesome. Um, what well unto him there? Val Holmes is showing why he could potentially be a keeper center, and he's had a super consistent last bunch of games. Obviously, the field goal in this one, the try. Four offloads of six tackle breaks and 190 meters is great. So if you can get anywhere near that for a center, it's going to be killer. Jeremy Nanai, if you're still holding on to him, you pick up an extra 31K and a 74. So I hope you played him if you did. The 205 meters was the big one. Obviously, did make a line break, so there's plenty of extra meters in that one. But overall, ran the ball a lot more. And since Origin, he has improved as a player as well. The defense is a lot, uh, a lot more stingy, I would say there. Uh, he isn't missing as many tackles which is very, very helpful. Brooksy, 69 for him, so a great week. Robson, 68, so he's super happy with that after his uh, high 40s game last week, mid-40s game. So that's 68 with the 50 tackles and running the ball a bit more, making that nice line break through the middle and getting that assist to Dearden. That was a really nice play, actually. We looked all over him at the start and then really just fell away and the Tigers were a lot better. Yeah, bunch of errors and lots of going on. Hopefully with, with Cotter back, we can really shore up that middle and get back to that really stout defense that we've been showing. Off and Gowie, big, big finish in that second half for him. He got, it was about 30 extra, no, hold on, what was it, 35 minutes he played? Yeah, about 20 minutes in that second stint, really killed it with the four offloads and uh, lovely uh, base stats there of 44. So no real negatives apart from the two misses. Uh, he was great, so for anyone who's thinking about trading him out, they won't be looking at that now, even with that lesser minutes, 57. Tulangi was great. Again, we're not really looking at picking him up. He had two nice games in a row, and we said he could be one of those guys that could come out and and be that sort of similar to what RFM's kind of doing. And finally, they used him in attack, 119 metres. Thank goodness. You know, like He's been getting 30, 40 metres a week, 23 sometimes. Uh, and he actually didn't get as many attacking stats as I would have thought, but he did get the, the line break, the line break assist, couple of tackle breaks and two offloads. He just creates things, and that's what we want from him there. Hastings, the 49. So he was solid. If you're looking at picking him up, I understand why. If you can get anywhere close to a 50 average or above, which he has definitely the last two weeks since moving to lock in that 80-minute roll, then he will be very suitable for a uh, underpriced keeper, for sure. And we saw what happened with Dewey, which we'll speak about shortly, but... Yeah, 49 from him was lovely. Tao Malolo. So 59 minutes I'm personally happy enough with. I think 60 minutes is great. 137 meters, we need to up that. And we need to up the attacking stats a little bit more. He did have a lovely line break assist there through the middle, which was which was good. But yeah, we want another one, one offload, a couple more tackle breaks, and probably another 30, 40 meters would be great. And we get him around that 55 mark. The four missed tackles is pretty normal for him, to be fair. Uh, Fomanu Brown got that try through the middle, so well done to him, got the 40 points, which was great. Adam Dewey, Jesus. Ooh, it's frustrating, isn't it? Very frustrating. We 
And this is why you give the uh, the TK3 date rule a go. But I can understand why you don't as well, because with these types of players, if you if you do give them the three dates and they go bang, bang, bang and kill it, you lose all the value, pretty much. You pretty much lose a lot of the value. If he went, he went the 80, 60, 60, he's about 620K and you've missed out on those scores. The downside to this is you jump, you, you pick him early after seeing one game and then this happens and, and things change. Obviously, the missed tackles there are there, the errors are there. The kick meters were down drastically, so Brooksy took a big, big chunk of those. So if you look back up to Brooksy, he scored 351 kick meters for him. So obviously against a different team, we'd like to see what happens next week, but not ideal at all there. The attacking stats were not there. He did have the two offloads, but that was basically it there for him. Less run meters. So really not a great game. 6K up, so not the worst thing ever. We're not losing money on him. But if you haven't picked him up yet, I could definitely see why you would just stay clear. They will play lesser teams on a week-to-week basis, like they did last week. And, you know, well done to anyone who steered clear. Like, oh, they played against an, an understrength Penrith team. You know, fair enough. But it's just more the kick meters that's the, the being down is the biggest one there that's the difference this week. You can understand they have a lighter week, but if he has those kick meters up, he still hits a low 40s mark, which is completely fine. So no need to panic at, at this stage exactly. He's still a very talented player. He's still kicking goals. He's still kicking in general play. He runs the ball plenty, tackles, um, and gets, a sta- gets attacking stats. It just didn't happen in this one, unfortunately. So that was that for Adam Dewey there. Not the best pickup this week, was he? But I suppose Latrell got 48. He didn't absolutely kill it either. It happens. Lucy Leilua, 57 minutes, ended up playing off the bench and had a decent role, to be fair. But not someone we would look to be picking up, I don't think, at this point. Anyway, Garner's 43 minutes now, so he did start, but ended up going off early. So I think that it might be time to move him on now. He's down 14K this week. Uh, that's how I'd be playing that one. Hope you're not playing Pole at the moment, but same with um, the Hammer. 15 minutes off the bench is not what we're after, and Pole is just going to be getting that um, that those lower minute lower minute games. So scores aren't going to be anything incredible from him. Okay, we move to the Dogs v the Titans here, and we see an absolute masterclass from Burton and Josh Addo Carr. Two tries for Burdo and three for Addo. Obviously, the try assist as well for Matt. Um, decent run meters, which was really really good. So. Happy with that for him. And Adokar, how good was the, the try celebration at the phone and then smashed on the ground after he gets off the phone to Freddie. So, yeah, that was cool. Um, Adokar, he's just he's spectacular. That one, it was pretty cool that Burton, I don't even think he yelled out or anything, but Burton knew he was, he, that he, sorry. Burton running to the outside, so heading towards the sideline, just knowing that Adokar was smart enough to come back through the middle. And there wasn't much of a gap there. He was so fast that he just got ahead of the the, the opposite winger. And um, it was away and un- pretty much under the stick. So, yeah, their skills through on that left edge is, is pretty cool. I love that side there. And Jeremy Marshall King, a big shout out to him for the improvement that he's made over the last few years. He has really, really stepped up into a fine young player. And you can understand why it actually took him a little while to get cranking in this team. You know, you, you've, you know Foran was there probably right at the start of, of Marshall King's career, but he's, you know, learning his craft. And now that he's kind of got a general idea, a good idea of what he needs to do to, to impact a team. Uh, and now, they're in, now that he's in a better side with a little bit more direction, you're seeing the, the fruits of his labor. He's work, been working really hard. The, the tackling's there. The run meters have really started to come. And he had that, you know, the line break try assist there 
uh, and a sneaky try through the middle. So he's been a, a much better player over the last, let's say, year, especially year and a bit. And he's going to be a lovely pickup for the Dolphins. So really happy for them, really happy for him. Uh, that you know he did have a lot of haters earlier haters but a lot of people that didn't think he was any good and shouldn't have been in the NRL at all but I, I hope that they've changed their mind now because he has been um, yeah, very very much a, a much improved player Sexton's an interesting one that on and off 60 odd 20 60 odd 20 so uh, much better game from him a try through the middle a couple of try assists so well done uh, unfortunately didn't get the the W but another you know, decent game for him David Fafita, okay, so he kind of turned on a little bit in the second half, being 21 at half uh, at halftime with a try to then get you know, a bunch more tackles for him. So 25 with the one miss is a bit of a win. He had the one offload, uh, five tackle breaks, 93 metres. So solid overall and 63. So for him to not really have much of an impact in the first half, apart from that sneaky try uh, off a kick, but really you, you take that 63 and run with it he's priced under that only up 15k this week and he will start to progressively increase that price uh, a little bit more of a rapid rate if he keeps scoring in those 60s and he'll get up to like a 750 800 price point in the next three or so weeks so yeah that's for Fido there 63 well done to him and anyone who picked him up there's obviously a decent ownership um, and that's going to continue growing I would say for sure as a nice straight swap for a few guys, I'd, I'd imagine, for anyone with that extra four trades this week, getting excited. Aaron Clark, 58. So his time off the bench playing through the middle is much better. He's a much better player there. That's his spot. He's a middle. Keep him that way. He can you know, obviously come in and, and, and support and help out at dummy half, but don't make it his regular thing, I don't think. Maxi King, 54 in 49 minutes. If you held on to him, you're happy with the outputs. Uh, yeah, that, that PPM's awesome. And still made 5K, which is good. Both for more, 50 as well. Karaz, 42, a nice long-range um, yeah, the long range effort that ended up setting up that try. Didn't get the assist, but did a, a great job there. Four tackle breaks, four offloads, 167 metres, a couple of defusals. He was great. So Raymond ended up coming on... Sorry, Raymond ended up starting. Ended up playing like on that left edge anyway. Had a bit of a rough-ish start. It was pretty slow, to be honest with you, like in the low teens at halftime and, and really stepped that up. So you take the 41 if you played him. I played him just over Brian, uh, Brian To'o, uh, so get an extra three points from him. Woohoo! Uh, Tino, a bit of a low one for him minutes-wise. So, yeah, when they, they made it like the, the battle of, of Burton v Tino, and, uh, so I heard they were, um, they were booing him for a fair bit of that game, so that was interesting for sure. For Fida, if you'd put him in as a cash-out, so a cash-down at 255k, he picked up the line break try and lower meters than we would have thought, but still solid overall. Brimo with 33, one of his lowest games in a while. Jackson's a big one here, 31 points in the 71 minutes. So that really hurt our people's squad side. But 44 run meters is the big issue there for Joshy. You know, minute, uh, tackle-wise, 39 for five misses is pretty low for, for his standards and pretty poor missing-wise, uh, along with the penalty conceded. So, Jacko, what do you do? He was pretty solid up until this point. Do you look to move him on for someone like Dave Fafita? Do you think that could be a good play? Do you hold steady and just only make trades when there's injuries? That's the other question as well. And either way, I think you can really try and make that decision. That almost is like a coin flip, to be honest with you, if you, if you look to sell it or, or hold, I think. Boothy, 28 in 49 minutes. So had a slow start. Did have the one try assist early, early-ish on. Uh, but then no run meters at all. So didn't play as well as last game and got less minutes. So a bit of a, a little worry there. We did have Jaden Campbell come on and play the remainder of his minutes. So 
Let's see what happens with Campbell heading into team list next week as to what we do with Boothy. Do you play him going forward? Do you not? I did say there was some risk in picking him up. 28 is not the worst thing in the world. He does gain 32K, but you're looking for a score close to 40 with him. Yeah, which shows Josh Jackson got 31, so anyone can have a rough week, and we can't predict everything. So definitely make your own decisions, but um, yeah, have them informed, that's for sure. Pango Jr. for 31 minutes, so don't look at him at the moment. And that will be all. Yeah, it's just going to be we're looking at what uh, Mr. Jaden Campbell does next week if he ends up in the fullback position or you know what they do with Brimo, what they do with uh, Tanner Boyd and these types of guys from there. But that is the Sunday wrap, guys. I hope that you, know, you thought my argument was fair on at the start there and you know, your team went pretty well. Let me know what kind of score you got in the description, uh, in, the, in the comments below. And uh, we'll catch you in those next few videos, guys. See you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.